This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel on 2NURFM Easy 103.7 and today Sally Lucas from Travel World on King is here with us again. And Sally, we've got a special guest. We do have a special guest today, Jane, and I think anyone who's dined um, in Newcastle over the last two decades, in particularly in the um, fine dining area, would know the name Barry Meeklejohn. And Barry has just recently released um, his first cookbook, which is quite a coup, and his easy skills. And Barry is here with us today just to talk about, I guess, what inspired him maybe to do that, which does involve, of course, um, gathering recipes from different countries and exploring the different food delights and this one I guess was inspired by Malaysia was it a bit Barry? It it coincided together. I, yeah. went, I, I sold my last restaurant in May I was out of there in May and I think on the 1st of June my sister said to me well Barry what are you going to do with your spare time? Well like do I have some? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she said well why don't you write a cookbook and I said well I'm too busy I'm going to Malaysia the day after tomorrow. So uh, that sort of sort of how yes. it sort of fed in, into my mind that, and I and when I got there, because from November last year to May this year, I had a second chef, uh, Eric Chun, who had never been trained as a chef, but had such wonderful judgment and 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 talent, not so much skills, because he hadn't practiced them. And he he was a, he assisted me as second chef, and he was very fine. And uh, he'd, he'd gone back at the end of April, and he said, well, come over and visit me when you sell the restaurant. And I thought, that sounds like a nice idea. Just get away from it or just shut down the restaurant, yes. put everything into storage and go away for a month. So I did that. And, and I was, I've avoided Asia for uh, my whole life. I, I went to Bangkok in 1968 for a week. And it, there's other parts of the world that had charmed me much more, shall I say. Well, you're like me. You're a bit of a Francophile, I think, aren't you? And I mean, we do love our France, I know. Yeah. But, but Asia has some wonderful experiences as oh, well, as you've, you've, you've found out now. So. In, in, yeah, in the 90s, I travelled extensively in America teaching. And when I left high school, I worked for the New Zealand Tourist Bureau as, as a tour guide and, and a sales mm. clerk. And I also worked for Ansett Coach Lines out here, and I've toured it. Australia extensively and uh, as tour guides as holidays everything so anyway I got to Malaysia and I just fell in love it, it, people say it's hot well I didn't think it was hot the locals had to live in air conditioning uh, I generally didn't turn the air conditioning on it was mm. lovely and uh, this was in the middle the middle of summer so okay yeah. so, yeah. And, and I loved it but Eric is a Chinese Malaysian he was born in Malaysia in an old mm. um, Penang family there and I went to a Chinese wedding oh lovely years and it and magnificent uh, range of dishes they brought out deep fried fish there's about 120 people there you know like we have it out here and sometimes it's all crusty and horrible but it was just <laughs> cooked beautifully you know with all these vegetables on top and mm. wonderful Asian dishes and we went to the Cameron Highlands and it was pouring down rain it was like a Milford Sound in winter you know yes. it's just like 300 inches of rain a day sort of thing and so we sat under a veranda and had a steamboat and you know, with all They're the accompaniments, they? they are yes, yeah. done properly, truly by yes. Chinese people, mm. you know, in the Highlands, and and uh, I just love the Highlands. The, the English set up a, a resort up there mm -hmm. to get away from the, the coastal heat and summer, yes. but they did things like the, what's called the smoke houses there because the English are so English. <laughs> they built these Tudor-looking mansions up there, or one in particular I'm thinking of because I had lunch there. And, of course, I had little quartered sandwiches for lunch, and, and very English. Were they cucumber? Uh, yes, because <laughs> I love cucumber <laughs> sandwiches too. But uh, they, they're called the smokehouses because even though the, the Brits 
built this resort there to get away from the heat, they put chimneys in them. Well, Malaysians <laughs> don't put chimneys in their houses because they put air conditioning in them. You know, and so this so is why they're called smoke they're houses. Called, they're mm. called by the locals smoke houses. So now they're part of the tourist attraction from that British yes. era. And there's glorious and night markets and things they have there and just up in the highlands and wonderful flowers and everything. Yeah, it's all those wonderful experiences that you can gather. And I guess this is the delight of travelling, Barry, isn't it? I mean, it's to experience food as well when you travel. It's not just the culture. It's the food. It's a a very important part, I think, of travelling these days. Well, food is everything there. Well, right. yes. And I mean, it is uh, to most Asian countries, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's a real balance of tastes and yin and yang and, you yeah. know, having the sweet and sour complement each yeah. other. And I think it's, it's a very important part of food well, in Asia. It, it goes through their whole culture, too. In the 70s, they had riots, and, and I'm probably incorrect here. I think, I think the uh, Indians were praying at 5 o'clock or something like this, and the Malays were playing football and shouting and screaming, and the Indians told the Malays to shut up, and they, they ended up in this national you know, civil right. war. Yeah. And I think the local Chinese, the indigenous Chinese people, ended up taking the side of the Indians. And there was this horrendous battle that went on for ages in, yes. in the late 70s, 78 or something like that. But other than that, you know, but also that captures the, 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 yes. the character of the people. You know, they're not a sort of... Not a submissive people, but that's part of the joy of people there today. Yes. All these, all these uh, ethnic mixes, all the religious mixes, mm. all the culinary mixes. Mm. Uh, Malays today in places like Malacca are the the indigenous Malays mixed into bread with some Chinese people, and that's created a sort of subculture in the culture of yes. its own. And the foods are, but the foods tend to have stayed fairly. Um, fairly pure, which is rather good. Yes. And particularly, there's there's an island off the coast of Penang called Langkawi, which I went to at, at the end of my tour. And it used to be owned by the king. And now there's basically indigenous Malays have, have the island. And the food there is quite different to the rest of the places. And this happens with regional food. We're talking travel on to a new RFM, Easy 103.7. Sally Lucas, we're in Malaysia with Barry Mickeljohn. We're still there, Jane, in the second segment. I think we've still got a lot more to cover, Barry. Um, <laughs> we probably won't get all through it today either. But um, Kuala Lumpur, I thought, in Penang, you might like to talk about a bit more. I know KL, when I first went there many years ago, was not a very attractive city, but, of course, it's changed dramatically now. And Malaysia Tourism promotes their country as Malaysia Truly Asia, of course, with all the ethnic blends like you mentioned and the different backgrounds and the foods and it's a much greener city, a much more attractive city and good for shopping of course and then you've got Penang so how about you fill us in on some of your experiences there that you had? Oh, you're talking about the nightclubs of Kuala Lumpur. Well, the nightclubs, if you like, and the food, anything you like, we don't mind. I discovered the beach club in Kuala Lumpur. I don't know about the Twin Towers, but the beach club's pretty good. They have shark tanks above the bar, and, and oh, it's really? a wonderful mix. Everything that you want to go to Asia for happens in the, in the beach club. But anyway, apart from that, the Twin Towers is fantastic, and it's the tallest building in the world now. Yes. But as you say, I, I'd never been to Malaysia, and but... You're exactly right. Everything is sort of new, but what I, you know, a few minutes ago I was trying to give the idea of of Malaysia, and it's a gentle, peaceful place. And this is Kuala Lumpur. The Twin Towers, the developers that put up the Twin Towers are now going to put some high-rise apartments around there and basically circle the Twin Towers with high-rise apartments. And that will sort of mm. feed into the, the Twin Towers as, as the, the local shopping centre as well. But amongst all of these buildings and all the buildings they have now, uh, uh, sort of 
small sort of parks. Even even in the centre of the city, um, median strips have trees in them. Mm. And two, that I mean, that sort of goes into the country as well because the highway between Penang and uh, Kuala Lumpur has um, manicured trees. What do they call those trees that have been cut into all sorts oh, of shapes? Oh, shapes, yes. Yeah. Topiarised. Yes. Topi- yes. yes, that yes. characterises the highways of Malaysia. All these topiarised trees and all sorts of shapes and figures and mm. discs and all sorts of things. So they just love trees. And the centre of Kuala Lumpur is about trees and coffee shops and, and it's just mm. glorious. It's really sort of, it's like, it, it all looks a bit like Double Bay in Sydney wow. because mm. of, you know, their trees that yes. they've topiarised the, those trees and mm. I forget what the trees are called. But, yeah, it, yes. it is. And so it's a different experience yeah, it's now, not, of course. They haven't trashed mm. the city, no. though, because of all the greenery. And it's Which just is lovely. great. And I said yeah. this is what yeah. Singapore did as well, and I think it's yeah. a wonderful thing to yeah. do if you can green your city, isn't it, and yeah. make it much more sure. attractive for yeah. people as well. So Kuala Lumpur is a joy to visit. Oh, yeah. And Malacca is not very far away, and that's a lovely old Portuguese heart. Is, is the food very different there? Uh, that's that's uh, more Malay there, and, of course, there is the, those old... Portuguese Spanish influences in the food. Uh, I went to, I stayed there one night and I was taken to, again, a Chinese restaurant. Eric is, has Chinese background, she has Chinese family. So it's the most amazing uh, Chinese food I've ever seen in my life. But was it, really? uh, it, it gets to be a lot more exotic in uh, Penang, particularly because uh, Penang is still such as, in some ways, a country town. There's what's called hawkers, H A W K E R which are little food trolleys. And sometimes the food trolleys are put in the front of shops and they have like a real cafe with this mm. hawker trolley in the front of the shop. And it's, sometimes they're located on the street just uh, just off the pedestrian crossing, sometimes uh, off the pedestrian walk thing, mm. um, pavement. And sometimes they're on the pavement. But there's all sorts of food, different types of food. My, the greatest joy that I, I remember there was taken to a little... Hawk, basically a hawker stall in a cafe it was chock-a-block at, with people mm. at 12 o'clock and they actually made their own pasta wow. Chinese mm. noodles or I don't know what we'd call them Chinese noodles but they probably weren't Chinese but uh, <coughs> so father was standing beside, beside the pasta roller and putting the noodles through as they were ordered and the son was in charge of this small cooking unit and he mm. was plunging them into water and we, what we got was these freshly made noodles that <coughs> were tossed in a chili oil with some mild chilies and some crisp fried pork. Wow. You know how pork mince that's been yes. sort of crisp stuff. And uh, I think I had a beer. Eric probably had a soft drink. We had a bowl of noodles. Then it was so nice. I had another bowl of noodles, and, <laughs> and no, I think not? all of it came to about five Australian dollars or something. I think this is the wonderful <laughs> thing about Asia, Barry. And of yeah. course, pasta, as we all know, originated in China, and we all think it's an Italian invention, but of course, it's not. It's no. the noodle or the pasta, as, it, as we think of it, yeah. originated in in China, and of course, it's been taken through to all these countries now. And it's wonderful to see them using fresh pasta and eating it fresh like that. There's yeah. nothing like is it eating fresh pasta <laughs> as opposed to your old dried spaghetti yeah, out of a packet? Yeah, I mean, it's a totally yeah. different flavour. But the street scene is so different because yeah, people tend to live in the streets, not like here, and they just go out and, and food is cheap and they will eat cheap food, fish head, curried fish head restaurants and things like that. I said, I've got to go there, I've got to go there. So yes. the food is so diverse, it's so exciting. And your old factories must work overtime, mustn't it, with the smells all happening I, and you'd just be just taking all that in <laughs> as you're walking around, I think. I, I think it's just delightful. I live to eat in two hours' time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thanks, Thanks for being Sally. with us, Barry. On 2 and you are FM Easy 103.7. Travel is the subject. Sally Lucas, you've got some hot deals for us today? I have, Jane, and these are really quite an adventuresome lot of hot deals we have today. This I just thought was quite amazing for anyone who really would love to do a round-world trip. There's a 30-night um, package that does safari in South Africa, including all your game reserves, including Victoria Falls, Johannesburg, etc. You then fly on to New York and have time in New York. You then go on to Calgary and do all the Rockies through um, Banff, Lake Louise, etc. Travel all the way down through there, through the Athabasca Glacier, etc. Down to Vancouver where you have time there and time to go to Victoria and the wonderful Butchart Gardens. And then after all that, in case you're feeling a little bit, um, you know, you've been on the go for a while, you've got a lovely seven-night relaxing cruise of the Inside Passage um, included in this. So that is just fantastic. And after that, you have some time, um, a little bit of time in Anchorage, and then you fly home and have another couple of lovely days in Fiji on the way home. So this is quite a unique tour. Um, it's a 30-night um, they call it Safari Tour Cruise. There's one departure only. I guess it's a one-off. They're just testing the market with this. It's um, $9,999, but, I mean, it's a lot of inclusions in there, and 30 nights, I think it's fantastic, but yeah, just something very different for people wanting to do a round-world experience. And for all the country music fans out there, how about this? We've got um, the big event, of course, of the country music calendar is what they call the CMA Music Festival, which is the annual event in Nashville. And, of course, all your awards are there. And they've got a special celebrity guest, Adam Harvey, who was a famous um, country and western singer. And this includes return airfares from Australia, from the East Coast. And you go through to Memphis and on to Nashville. Um, you have a night in LA on the way through and you have a couple of nights in Memphis and then it includes actually most um, breakfasts and dinners in all this as well, by the way. And then you go on to um, Nashville for the awards and have five nights there and tickets to everything and nightly concerts and etc. etc. a Graceland tour and lots and lots of inclusions. Um, and that is $5,600 and that's a, obviously a one-off as well, which is June next year on the uh, June the 4th. And talking adventure again, if you don't want to do the round world option, there's a wonderful um, overland safari from Johannesburg to Nairobi available at the moment as well. Um, it's about $5,500. Again, heaps and heaps of inclusions. It isn't, again, really, I must say this for the faint-hearted because it's a lot of, you know, walking, adventuring, etc. They um, have it open, though, from ages 18 to 55, so long as you're relatively fit. And you're doing some fantastic things all through Zimbabwe and Malawi and Zanzibar. And it's just absolutely the most interesting itinerary. And you do finish up in Nairobi. Lots of inclusions, again, um, going to Serengeti National Park, uh, Wangi Matobo National Park, and so on. Lots of Inclusion, so that's something very different as well. And lastly, we have um, we we're talking Panama last week, Jane, with the sea kayaking, and it's really starting to open up this region. And Costa Rica is another country that's included in that Panama region. It's just south of um, uh, Nicaragua, where it is. And apparently, they call it every child's dream, which I hadn't. I have seen some photos, and it looks fantastic. The water just looks so pristine and clear. And apparently, it's packed full of wildlife, rainforest, beaches, and they have this. Um, incredible um, canopy where you can do this uh, link yourself on and like I guess it's a bit like a flying fox and they call it sky trekking where you go along with a series of cables and harnesses over the top of the canopy of 
these rainforests and there's apparently giant iguanas and monkeys and all sorts of wildlife, wonderful bird life, an active volcano. Um, so, yeah, it's just opening up. And, again, there's a fantastic package going into Costa Rica, which operates at various times throughout the year, an 11-night package going in there. So that's something, again, very different. And that's Talking Travel for today. It Thank is. you, Sally Lucas from Travel World on King. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news here on 2NURFM, Easy 103.7.